Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, sponsored by WebSpy and Catabags. It's June 22, 2010, and this is episode 248. Today, we take a look at the winning images from the MBP WebSpy Photography Assignment for May on the theme of flowerscapes, and we hear some of the photographers' backstories. I know that by now some of you will probably be sick of hearing about flowerscapes, but don't worry, this is the last time we'll hear about these for a while. Before we jump into the main topic, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors WebSpy, the Internet Monitoring, Analysis and Reporting Specialists. And as usual, I'd like to ask you to tweet the message thanks to at WebSpy for sponsoring the at Martin Bailey Photography Podcast on Twitter to show your support. To find out more about WebSpy and their products, go to webspy.com mbp and use the discount code mbpwsy for a 10% discount on anything that you buy. I'd also like to thank Kata Bags for sponsoring the podcast for the month of June. Kata are continuously introducing innovative and lightweight yet protective photo and video bags designed to work with the photographer. Do check out the review that I did of their 3N1-33 sling backpack in episode 245. And remember that I'm giving away one of these bags on Twitter at the end of June 2010. All you have to do is to make sure that you're following me on Twitter and tweet the message that I've posted on the blog. There's a link to the giveaway page in the show notes. I just need to take a few minutes before we get into this to let you know that only some of the images for today's podcast are available on the podcast's page at martinvaleyphotography.com. If you view the images in iTunes or on your iPod, then you're all set. But if you usually view the images online, you'd be better off jumping to the blog post at blog.martinbaileyphotography.com as that post not only has all of the images that we'll discuss, but you can also find a transcript of the podcast and all of the show notes, etc. Also note that the May assignment marked the end of the six month batch of assignments which our sponsors WebSpy kindly provided prizes for. All of the prizes are now out and the new, new prizes for the next six month batch of assignments have been announced. Topping the list is a new Sony Alpha NEX-5 or NEX-5 interchangeable lens digital camera with an 18 to 55 millimeter lens. I'm seriously considering picking up one of these little babies myself as well. It's a great camera. For second place, we have an X-Rite Color Monkey Photo uh, to ensure that your entire digital workflow is calibrated from capture to print. Also helping with part of that um, whole color management theme is the third prize, which is an X-Rite Color Checker Passport. In fourth place, I've thrown in a fine art folio of the winner's choice from my collection of folios that you can see at mbpfolios.com. And in fifth place, I've chipped in a fine art print of the winner's choice to be selected from any of the images in my online gallery at martinbaileyphotography.com. I'll put a link to, into the show notes with the prizes listed um, so you, you, know, you can check all of those out. And thanks again to WebSpy for continuing to sponsor the assignments. And 
enabling us to provide such great prizes. So let's take a look at the May Flowerscape assignment winners now. In third place was Alan O'Neill with his wonderful flowerscape image, Artistic Handcuffs. Now, Alan didn't provide a backstory, so all we have today is my thoughts on the shot. And the first thought that is that I have no clue as to where the title of this came from. I'd be pretty saddened if this is some sort of a reference to being forced to shoot or create art that Alan didn't want to create just to stay in the running for the six-month prize. As Alan was one of the prize winners due to the success of this and some of his other great images. I hope I'm just reading too much into this, but I can't find anything else in the image that I can really relate to handcuffs. Anyway, it's a beautiful image and most certainly a flowerscape in my definition of the term. The orange flowers, probably poppies, stand out really well against the green background and the smaller white flowers add a nice contrast as well. I also really like the grass seeds that can be seen in the bottom right corner. I found myself working with seeds like this during my uh, own flowerscape shoots in May so I can really relate to this additional element. They add a certain graphic texture that flowers and flower stems alone don't necessarily have. From a flowerscape's perfectionist point of view, the only thing I would have done differently here is to try to frame the image so that the long flower stem in the background didn't run diagonally pretty much across the entire length of the, the image. It's not a huge problem, but I personally find that a little distracting. Otherwise, this is a great effort on Alan's part, uh, so congratulations on a very worthy third place. Next up, in second place, we have Dan Newcomb's take on the theme with Under the Moonlight. We do have a great backstory from Dan, so here goes with that before I jump in with my comments. I'm thrilled to have placed in the top three for this assignment. I know it was an unconventional take on the theme, and I really didn't know how well it was going to be received. Dennis definitely deserved the win with his awesome photo. Now that's a flowerscape. There were so many absolutely silky smooth images, it sure motivates me to try them again in the near future. Thanks to each and every one of you for your votes. Thank you Martin and of course WebSpy for sponsoring the really cool prizes. When I read the theme was flowerscapes and looked at the sample photos, I wasn't sure if I could pull it off. Martin is the undisputed master of this kind of photography and with his skill technique he almost makes it look easy. I've only shot flowers a few times and those were macro photos. I'm way out of my comfort zone on this one. I really don't know flowers all that well. I could probably name only six or seven flowers and identify maybe half of those by sight. Over the next day or so a vision popped into my head. It was a shot of two flowers with the moon in the background. The two flowers would be in an embrace with a third being dejected off to the side. It stuck with me for the next week or so until I decided to open paint on my computer and attempt to draw it. Here's the image that I drew. It's not the best drawing, I guess that's why I'm a photographer. I believe the idea popped into my head because of a podcast I'd heard a few months back. I can't remember who the famous photographer was, but he basically said every subject in a photo can have gestures even if they're inanimate objects. 
I'm sure I butchered what he actually said. I had been thinking of that lately and I suppose two and two makes fake scene with fake flowers. May happened to be a rather busy month and time just flew. I was hoping to get it done on the weekend before the deadline but I ended up going out of town and wasn't able to shoot. Late Sunday night I realised I only had one more day to shoot. On Monday after work I grabbed a £50 bag of sand to make the hill. I stopped at my favourite dollar store and picked up two styles of fake flowers. One was a rose style uh, but I couldn't tell you what the other one was. Because of, uh, because of the no cutting and no pasting rule, I would use a photo for the background. When I got home, I printed a 24 by 37 inch picture of the moon. The only problem was that I, didn't had, uh, I hadn't used the printer in a few months and my grey cartridge had ran out and the photo came out looking mostly black and white. I carried on and taped it to a piece of styrofoam. It had been raining all day, but suddenly the sun started shining. I had seconds. Uh, I had second thoughts about the whole setup, so I grabbed my camera and headed for the, for a park. I searched a few different locations and only managed to find a couple of semi-decent flower scenes. I used my 300mm f2.8 and 50mm 1.4 to get the shallow depth of field. It started raining again, but I managed to get a few possible keepers. When I got home, I checked the photos and only ended up with one possible keeper. I decided to continue with the setup shot. I put a 3 by 3 foot chunk of wood on a short table. I didn't want to pile the sand too high, so I took a garbage bag and stuffed it with rags, shaped it like a hill and placed it on the wood. I poured about a third of the bag of sand over it. I then propped up the photo behind it. After that I placed the, the flowers where I wanted them and set up my D700 with the 70-200 f2.8 lens. Up to that point I didn't have a plan on how I was going to light the scene. I didn't have too much room behind the set so I decided to try light painting. I took my multi-LED flashlight and tried a few test exposures. I always like to shoot at the lowest ISO possible and with the camera, uh, with that camera it meant 200. I quickly learned that I needed to stop down a bunch as I was blowing away the scene. F10 seemed to work so that was what I went with. By this time it was about two hours until the deadline. The flashlight had a rather wide beam so I taped an empty toilet paper roll over the end. This helped a lot when trying to control where the light was pointing. Over the next 40 minutes I tried different painting angles and varied the amount of time I exposed each part. For the light coming from the moon I had the flashlight just above the moon and pointed it at the subjects. I stopped to upload the photos twice to see the exposure and, fo uh, see the exposure and focus was okay. The photo that I ended up using was taken one hour before the deadline. The time on my camera is off by an hour. I'll have to fix that, Dan says. In total, I probably attempted the light painting 30 times until I finally got it right. In post, I did a little burning and dodging and played a bit with the saturation. 
The cool thing about the L using the LED flashlight is that it gave the moon a blue hue. That was a bonus. I uploaded the photo right at the deadline. I forget who wrote this, but some someone said a few months ago that the last photo usually posted for an assignment is Mr. Nikon. When I, well, as I replied at the time, it's not planned as some sort of strategy. I just always seem to run out of time. I definitely felt rushed on this one. If I had more time, I would have set up the scene a little better. I wanted the track marks left behind by the flowers on either side, either end to be more pronounced. The right one looks more like a shadow. I also would like to have had the left flower in uh, more of a question mark shape. It, it is what it is, I guess. I must say that I was very nervous about posting this photo. I really didn't know how the voters would receive it. Different uh, isn't always good. It was about as far away from the examples as possible. Fake scene and fake flowers. I'm amazed it placed so well with all of the wonderful flowerscapes that were posted. Thank you all again for the votes. It was just enough to keep me in the top spot for the six month totals. I feel very honoured and it means a great deal to me. In the end, I'm happy I stuck with the original vision. It was a great six months with lots of challenging themes. Now on to the next six months. So thanks so much, Dan, for the incredibly detailed backstory. And Dan also provided a link to a short video on YouTube in which he shows his setup and the example of how he did the light painting. And I'll put a link to, the, uh, to that video in the show notes and in the blog for those that are interested. I do suggest you check it out, though. It's only short, but it's very cool. Now, I've been, I've got to be totally honest with you here. Uh, I actually didn't vote for Dan's image this time. For the reasons that Dan pointed out, uh, this isn't a flowerscape, and they aren't real flowers. I didn't say, though, that they had to be, and I'm certainly not worried about Dan's approach. As usual, I really like the way Dan takes the themes and takes them to an extreme. I should also say, too, that I love the photograph, but I decided to select and vote for images that were real flowerscapes. I am, as ever though, totally impressed with the amount of work that Dan puts into the assignments, and his vision is simply incredible. The most important thing to note here though is that you, the community, voted enough to put Dan's image in second place. So really Dan, congratulations on placing for this, with this shot, and for winning the overall six month assignment. From the first few months, it seemed obvious that you were going to be placed, although many people did give you a good run for your money. And it was clo a close call at the end, but you really deserve your win. On the image itself, I love the idea of having the two flowers close together in front of the moon, and the third flower scorned flat, you know, down, to the, down the hill there, as sad as sad can be. You really told a story here. Also, although I thought your flowerscape was very nice too, I think the risk that you took um, in going with your fake flower shot paid off. I'm sure that you have got lots of votes with your, you know, you would have gotten lots of votes with your straight shot as well. But taking it to the extreme probably paid off. 
which shows that you know how our community thinks as well. Overall, you really did do a great job as usual, so congratulations once again, Dan. In first place, we had Dennis Brennan with a wonderful flowerscape called Chaotica. Here's Dennis's backstory. Wow, first place in this assignment far exceeds what I expected watching the images roll in over the month. At the end of the month, I was just hoping to get enough votes to not drop out of the top five in the six-month standing. Thanks so much to everyone that participated. I'm truly honoured to come out on top in this one. Congratulations to Dan and Alan for their success. Well-deserved top spots. Dan's image is, as usual, so well thought out, different and creative. Alan's poppies are stunning and so well executed. Beautiful work. There wasn't really any question for me where to go to shoot a flowerscape. As I've mentioned in previous, previous assignments, I live in close proximity to an expansive and well-maintained botanical gardens. I tried to reserve Sunday mornings in May to get there early and find a shot for the assignment. The first outing there was fairly bright early morning sun, so I headed inside to find some diffused light. I ended up with the image below that I nearly chose for the assignment. The third and final outing was during a lily festival on the last weekend of the month. Again, very bright early morning sun, so indoors was a better choice for the more diffused light. Here is one keeper from that morning. It was the second Sunday that produced the shot that I would submit. There were some low clouds and a bit of fog that morning, so the light for flowers was looking great outside. The doors opened at 9am and I made a beeline for the area that I had in mind. Looking up as I eagerly made my way to the flower garden walk section of the outdoor gardens, I could tell I didn't have long before the sun would burn off what was left of the fog that morning. They rotate the plantings often so there are usually different blooms to shoot with almost every visit. I let my eyes wander for a few minutes and came upon a wonderful group of mixed plantings. A mix of columbines and some experimental butterfly bush, exactly the type of thing I had in mind for the assignment. The colours all worked so well together. The columbines are reds and yellows, and the blue, blue violet is the butterfly bush. The columbines were just beautiful with their form and the way the blooms sat in different directions. It almost created a sense of movement like little flowery creatures buzzing around in the bucket soup. Ordered chaos at its finest. I set up my a couple of different shots in about 20 minutes of shooting and luckily got something that I could use before the sun broke through. Literally minutes later and the good light was gone. Thanks again for all the votes. A big thanks to WebSpy for the prizes and for the continued support. And lastly... Worlds of gratitude to Martin for not participating in this one. No way any of us would have had a chance against the master flowerscapist. <laughs> well, you're too kind, Dennis. Um, I do love your winning shot too, Dennis. It, this is another one that I, it really does qualify as a flowerscape. I personally actually prefer the first example image that you provided. This, to me, looks cleaner and more orderly, but... As your chosen title suggests, you know, for the image that you uploaded, I can see how you concentrated on creating chaos 
in your winning image. And that paid off, of course, with the number of votes that you received, including my vote, I should add. I think the colours work beautifully here, with the violet colour standing out nicely against the yellow, with those few splashes of well-controlled red too. Very nice indeed. Again though, being a bit of a flowerscape perfectionist, I must add that I probably would have tried to frame this in a way that avoided that dead head to the right of the frame. Either hiding it behind something or framing it differently, or you know, framing a different part of the flower patch. Um, still, as I say, it didn't stop me or the others from voting for this image, so it can't be much of a distraction. You made beautiful use of the shallow depth of field and came up with a classic flowerscape. Congratulations on a very well-earned well first place and for placing in the six months accumulated vote prize too. Great work all the way through these assignments, Dennis. So I would like to thank all of you that took part in this and the last six months assignments and for all of, the, all of you that take the time to select your favourites and vote each month. Remember that the next six month batch has already been kicked off with the June assignment which is on cityscapes so do make sure that you get out shooting for that and see if you can't get yourself one of the, the great prizes that we'll be giving away in December. And I'd like to just once again thank WebSpy for their support of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast and for providing the assignment prizes for the community. I really, really do appreciate it. A quick note before we finish about the Colour Managed Digital Workflow seminar that I mentioned a few weeks ago. I have locked in on August 7, 2010 to hold my first seminar at the X-Rite Japan offices in Gotanda, Tokyo. We will be in a small classroom and I'm opening this up for up to 10 people to join us for a hands-on seminar based around Lightroom 3 now and the X-Rite colour management tools such as the colour checker passport and the colour monkey photo. It's going to be a full day covering many, um, you know, everything that you really need to know about a colour managed digital workflow from capture through to output. Full details of the seminar can be found at my workshops website, mbpworkshops.com. And there's a link at the top of that page to the details, including a breakdown of everything that you'll learn during the day. Please email me on workshops at martinbaileyphotography.com or use the contact form on the website if you have any questions or to reserve your space. Thanks for listening today and remember that you can find me on Flickr and Facebook as well as Twitter and of course my blog and the photography forum. All links are on the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com so drop by and check that out. And I'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime though, you just have a great week whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. This is Dave Warner, and I'm the host of the LensFlare35.com podcast. Each week I bring you interviews with some of the top photographers using digital SLR cameras. They share some of their coolest tips and tricks, techniques and news about what they're up to. So please take a moment to visit the website or subscribe to LensFlare35 on iTunes.
The Martin Bailey Photography Podcast is a proud member of the Photocast Network. Find this and other great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com.